Mail gets the shotgun snap. He will throw. Looking near side. Intercepted. Cole Dillon stepped in front of it. He's going the other way. No one's got to catch him. Touchdown, Cardinal Newman. And we're coming to your city. And the touchdown, Broncos. We're coming to your city. From Vero Beach to Boca Raton and out to the muck, we've got you covered all over Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. Campbell gets the snap, rolls left, got a man wide open, Simmons at the 30. No one's going to catch him. Touchdown, Palm Beach Gardens. This is ESPN West Palm High School Game Day, presented by HSS Florida. Choose better, move better. High School Game Day on ESPN 106.3 is also presented by Kaiser University, Land Rover, Palm Beach, Trustbridge, and the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And we're coming to your city. Touchdown, John Carroll. Touchdown, Pahokee. Touchdown, Martin County. Well, welcome back to High School Game Day. Cyrus Whitted, Christian Cat, with you at Olympic Heights Community High School down here in Boca Raton, Florida, making history, again, her story, bringing you the first-ever girls' flag football game brought on ESPN West Palm. Going to see the Olympic, Olympic Heights Lions host the Spanish River Sharks in what should be a great game, a fun game. And I'm ready to get this one started, Christian. We do have the JV teams for both these schools finishing up their game. So kickoff still to come, but uh, should be a fun night. Yeah, we talked uh, about 15 minutes ago about how it is labeled a contact-free sport. We just saw someone lay the wood on the field right now. <laughs> it was incidental contact. We had a major collision at midfield. But, yes, Cyrus, I'm so happy to be here and really grow this sport uh, for Spanish River and Olympic Heights here in Boca Raton. Again, Cyrus Wittig and Christian Cat with you bringing the first ever girls flag football game to ESPN West Palm. Very fitting because Thursday will be the 20th anniversary of girls flag football becoming an officially recognized sport by the FHSAA. And then the very next day, Friday, ESPN West Palm turns 20. So ESPN West Palm and girls flag football, their history is very intertwined. It's wild that this is the first time we're broadcasting this game because, like you said, as we have grown, so has girls' flag football in the great state of Florida. As right now, as you mentioned, we're watching a JV game right now, and maybe some people's perception of girls' flag football might not be that they have a JV team, not enough players to field a JV roster across all of South Florida, across the state of Florida. So this sport is alive and well. It's growing and growing by the minute by nights like this today on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, amount of participants. You got seven on seven out there, and then both teams have seven more players on the bench as reserves. And then that's just the JV team. So both these programs have ample amount of players. But uh, while we still wait for Olympic Heights and Spanish River, the varsity squads to kick off, Christian, I do want to talk about some of the other flag football programs across South Florida that should be uh, coming off great years and, and should be expecting uh, a great 2023. Because you mentioned, again, it's it's not it's it's really around Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast that we've seen so much growth of flag football. Ten programs from Palm Beach County and flag fo- and the Treasure Coast, excuse me, went to the FHSAA high school playoffs. Last season, Spanish River and Jensen Beach both both made the final four. So let's talk about that Jensen Beach team for a little bit, Christian. 18-4 and four last year. They won the district championship. They went into the playoffs as the three seed. Eventually lost to the state championship champions, Robinson. Robinson, by the way, outscored opponents 728-120. to 120, So they were an absolute juggernaut. But this Jensen Beach team... Uh, Christian, they've got a lot of girls to replace. A lot of graduates from last year, they will be without. Exactly. The T.C. Palm Offensive Player of the Year from last year, their quarterback, Courtney Cromer, graduated. So they'll look at some other gals to really fill her shoes, and a lot of our turners they do have defensively especially. We had our first ever ESPN West Palm Top 10 for flag football just about six or so months ago. That featured number seven on that list, Lauren Duke. She'll be back, and she'll be better than ever. Yeah, I, I talk about the losses that Jensen Beach have suffered from graduation. Bella Faraday, also first team 
all TC Palm. She'll play soccer at Jacksonville. Just another example of, of girls who can come right onto the flag football field and have a ton of success. She had 16 touchdowns, 24 sacks on defense, also losing first team all TC Palm performer Julia Thurlow. Again, in her first year of playing flag football, Christian, 107 receptions, 1,073 yards, and 20 touchdowns on defense, 12 interceptions, and 70 tackles. And, and by tackle, I mean pulling of the flag. Imagine, imagine picking up any sport for the first time and being that dominant. Because it's hard to describe because of how flourishing and booming this sport is right now. That's pretty much like saying, you know what, I'm going to try to wrestle this year and go all state. And that's exactly what Julia Thurlow did going first team all TC Palm and really dominating with all those stats that you mentioned before. So we talked about Jensen Beach and Spanish River going to the final four. Park Vista was one game away. They went to the regional finals, the Elite Eight as the five seed, led by head coach Carlton Smith. They went 16-2 and last year. But they are going to have a, a lot of great returners, and they're led by Angelina Nunez, the number four player in our inaugural ESPN West Palm Flag Football Top Ten. Nunez, Nunez is fantastic on both sides of the ball, and Park Vista should have another great year in 2023. Absolutely. I mean, that Park Vista team, very, very strong. Excuse me. Uh, the Cobras with Carlton Smith. Losing two games in a season, even with an area such as this, that's a very hard feat to accomplish. I mean, losing just two games, 16 wins, that team was lightning throughout the entire schedule. You always kept your eye on them looking for the FHSAA playoffs. Yeah, and that Park Vista team lost to the Spanish River team 13 to nothing in the regional final. So, not, you know, not every team, there's so much talent, like you said, Christian, not every team is going to win their final game of the season. Both varsity teams out on the field practicing right now, getting some last throws and last plays in before we get this one going. So let's take a break, step away, and come back with some action. Again, you are listening to Flag Football here on ESPN West Palm. You're listening to ESPN West Palm High School Game Day, presented by HSS Florida. Choose better, move better. Well, we're coming to your city. Welcome back to High School Game Day, presented by HSS here on ESPN 106.3 and the free ESPN app. Got the Olympic Heights Lions and Spanish River Sharks out for the coin toss as we get set to bring you the first ever girls flag football broadcast on ESPN West Palm. And a little bit later this week, we're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm with 20 straight hours of content on the air. And Christian, you and I are going to have a, a, a late night or an early morning. I think you and I are scheduled to be on at 3 a.m. or something like that. Always blessed to be on the air, no matter where we are, no matter when we're on it. But, yeah, we kind of drew the short straw that time. <laughs> I can't decide if I'm going to go to bed early and wake up or just power through the night. Exa that's the question I've been asking myself and asking my girlfriend the same exact thing. <laughs> like, am I going to roll the dice, go home, try to fall asleep for two hours to wake up and go to work when it's pitch black out? I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. But one thing we do know is we got a great game in front of us. Again, Spanish River and Olympic Heights getting set to do battle down here in Boca Raton. Before we get things going, I want to remind you that Land Rover Palm Beach is supporting local student-athletes as they grow on the field, in the classroom, and in the community. Every week, Tyree Smith from WPTV and WFLX will highlight a different player of the week. And at the end of the school year, Land Rover Palm Beach will recognize five student-athletes as the players of the year. Each will receive a $10,000 scholarship. That is $50,000 from Land Rover Palm Beach to local student-athletes. Land Rover Palm Beach is located off of Okeechobee Boulevard in West Palm Beach, and they are family-owned, and they are family-operated. Land Rover Palm Beach, above and beyond. And speaking about uh, Land Rover Palm Beach, with those scholarships, we have a team right here, the Spanish River Sharks. They have a couple of contenders for those scholarships. Uh, we talk about that quarterback, Gianna Pacitti. Man, oh, man, the number she put up last year, as a junior, now she's a senior. She was a number nine player in the inaugural ESPN West Palm Flag Football Top 10. Almost 5,000 yards, completing almost every three out of four. She's definitely a name to watch out for for the Land Rover Palm Beach Player of the Week. Yeah, we're going to be calling the name Pacitti a lot tonight because 
her most uh, often or found target is her twin sister, Alessandra A.J. Pasitti, led the team last year with 94 catches, also had eight interceptions on defense. And then Caitlin Ruiz, 83 catches for 714 yards and eight touchdowns last season. And it looks like we are getting ready to go. Of course, no kickoff in flag football. You start from the 14, and uh, whoever wins the coin toss gets to decide whether we want to be on offense or defense or like tackle football, what side of the field you want to attack first. Uh, like tackle football, it alternates each quarter, so you'll flip field at the end of the first quarter and flip field at the end of the third quarter, and we are ready to rock and roll. It appears as if the Olympic Heights Lions are going to be on offense to get things started on the 14-yard line. Line to gain is the 20. Of course, it zones. That's how it works, and in the shotgun, getting a start is Kylie Morrison. She got a tailback to her left. Take the snap, hands the ball off. No, she's going to keep herself. Look to throw, pull it down, fires across the middle, but they're going to call her down and sacked in the backfield. That's a loss on first down, second and long. Yeah, it looked like Summer Berlingeri got to her there. The sophomore, uh, great pursuit, a little bit of trickeration by the Olympic Heights offense, but great job of the Sharks defense to play their zones and not get out of position. Yeah, there was a couple of options there on that play. Of course, it was the initial read. She could have handed it off to her tailback going to the right side, but instead Kylie Morrison pulled it out, had the option to pass across the middle, pitch it to her left or keep it herself, but she just kind of got caught in no man's land. And now she's got an empty backfield, brings someone in motion on the right side. Morrison takes the snap, keeps it herself, rolls, fires to the flats on the right side, caught and brought down about two yards short of the line to gain, which is the 20. Third down and two. Yeah, that pass caught by Rose Metzger, the center. So you can snap the ball, and then you turn into an eligible receiver. So the quarterback and six eligible receivers, gain of about two, like you said, sets up a third and short here. Big early down in this one. A couple of substitutions of the game. Uh, Isabella Drummond jogs off the field. The freshman who just got done playing her JV game is going to get a breather right now on third down. We'll see if they want to be real aggressive here, play as if it's uh, two plays to get this two yards, or if they want to play conservative. But now in that shotgun, of course, you can never be under center in flag football. Hard count, that's going to get Spanish River to jump. That might be a free, I want to say new set of downs, but no, they're going to go into the zone if that is encroachment and not a false start. Well, it looked like initially there were two blitzers on either side of the center what you would call an A-gap blitz in tackle football, kind of two, two blitzers in between what would be the, the, the two guards. But there was also an Olympic Heights slot receiver that moved early, and I'm not sure if the referees are, were going to say the, the defense was drawn offside or the offense was first to move, but a, a big call, and it looks like the referees, all three of them, are coming together to confer and decide what it's going to be, either a first down or a loss of five. You know what? I think we're spared because I believe a timeout was called right before either of those infractions happened. So it's just a, a timeout on the field called by Spanish River before the either encroachment or the false start. So we're just going to have a reset third and two uh, line to gain the 20. That is that first zone. Olympic Heights trying to get their first first down of the game. And you talk about the uh, sophomore quarterback, Kylie Morrison. Many more years in a Lions uniform ahead for her in her flag football days. And, yes, it was just a timeout called before any penalty was called. Yeah, so Metzger will be the center. And Morrison is the quarterback about eight yards deep. Fires across the middle. It's going to be incomplete. Looking for a dump route across the middle of the field, but she could not find her intended receiver, and it fell harmlessly to the ground. Fourth and two. Looked like Talia Halperin there didn't get her head around, but even if she did, that pass was short, and I'm not sure if it was catchable. It looks as if Spanish River is backing up, and they expect Olympic Heights to punt this football. And in there on the defense, it was two-way player. We talked about her on the offensive side of the ball, but this time it was the defensive side of the ball. Gianna Pasitti was in there on the defense, forcing a tougher throw from the sophomore quarterback, Kylie Morrison. And looks like the punt team, as Cyrus mentioned, is on the field. The punt return team is on the field for Spanish River Sharks. Two returners back deep at about the 30-yard line. Punt goes high, bounces short of the 50, 
and it's going to be played dead at the 39. Part I said 50. It's 50 is midfield in girls' flag football, so that ball is downed on the minus side of midfield at the 39. That is where you'll see the Spanish River Sharks run by head coach Drew Imbler and senior quarterback Gianna Pasiti set up shop. And one of the interesting differences we found out earlier in the in the broadcast, Christian, fumbles are automatically a dead ball. That punt was muffed, but again, no fumbles, so you mark it at the spot it was touched. It's Pasiti in the shotgun. Gianna Pasiti takes a snap, looks right, fires quick right in the flats. It's going to be caught at the 40, and her flag's taken. Right at around, I'd say, the 47-yard line. That's a quick on a first and one, a first down. Quick pass out route to Eden Zosner, athlete, the senior. And Zosner, early involved in the offense, was a reserve last year. But again, with a lot of departures, she's going to play a much bigger role. Pasiti, empty set, two receivers on both sides, takes a snap. Fires left, short, incomplete, trying to find her center across the middle. But Caitlin Ruiz, the senior receiver and defensive line, just could not come up with the catch. Went through her arms, incomplete, second down, and about 15. One thing that I do appreciate about flag football, Christian, every, there's a lot of action on every play. There's no two yards in a cloud of dust. We're, we're going for it all almost every time, or at least the opportunity to go for it all. Absolutely. Same formation. Firing across the middle. Same exact play. This time it's caught by Ruiz. And she stays on her feet. Gets towards the 20 and brought down just short of the line to gain. Third down. Yeah, she's going to be about four yards short. Evaded a tackler after the catch. And got about eight yards. They don't, not, there's no, you don't say after contact. So it's, it's, it's the yak. Yards after catch, not yards after contact in flag football. So third and short. Dropping back to pass, firing across to the end zone, incomplete, just past the outstretched hand of her intended receiver, athlete Eden Zausner. It is fourth down. Yeah, and it looks like, and I would expect Spanish River to keep the offense on the field. They're, they have about fourth and three. The line to gain is the 20, and then it'll turn into the goal-to-go situation, but no sense in punting it here. They're going to go for it again fourth down. Especially with that absolute athlete you have at signal caller Gianna City. Same formation. Fires quick pass. Right caught. It's a first down. Across the line and brought down about 10 yards short of the goal line. Goal to go from the 10. Yeah, looked like another hookup with Ruiz there. Ruiz has her second catch. That one for about I'll call it 14 yards. There's no hash marks. Exactly. So it's everything's in, in estimation here in flag football. First and goal this time for the Spanish River Sharks. It's scoreless here. So far in this game, we're just underway. Second possession. No clock on the scoreboard, so we'll tell you at the end of the quarters. Snap across the middle. It's going to be caught two yards short of the goal line and in untouched for the touchdown. Sharks strike first. Yeah, just a simple drag play. You run the... Rest of the receiving core straight up the field, kind of setting some inadvertent screens. And you just run Zausner again right across the field. Perfect timing from Pasiti, and Spanish River is on the board. We learned from their assistant coach, Lindy, earlier on in the day about how when this sport was first begun, it was about if you had a fast girl, you had a great team. Now a little more schemes. Going for two, fires to the corner of the end zone. It's going to be caught. Two-point conversion is good. 8-0. The Spanish River Sharks lead early. And yeah. as I was saying before, by that time it was Zausner who just so quick across the middle, it's hard to really account for her, and she found her way into the end zone untouched. Yeah, and Zausner last season, two catches, seven yards all year as she was playing behind superstars Maya Quinn, Natalie Dominguez, Maya Salas, and Juliana, and CISO. Zausner already two catches for 15 yards and a touchdown. So, again, much more on her plate in 2023. I apologize. That was a one-point after. 7 nothing. Sharks on top. Now here come the Lions offense. More misdirections. A handoff up the middle and brought down three yards short of the first line to gain on the carry. Second and three. It would look like Isabella Drummond on the handoff. And what's funny about flag football is that the quarterback, again, is getting the snap from the center most of the time, about seven or eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. So you'll see a player running for a while, and you're thinking, oh, this is a nice gain. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, she just got back to the line of scrimmage. So 
you gotta, your, your eyeballs kind of deceive you in flag football as you're used to watching tackle. Drummond's in the backfield once again alongside her quarterback, Morrison. This time, Morrison keeps it herself, looking to throw, but she's brought down for the sack in the backfield. It's a big loss on second down. That's going to be about third and maybe eight or nine. Yeah, it looked like Latiana De Silva, sophomore in there on the blitz, just brought a two-on-one, the running back, Drummond was trying to protect Morrison, but again, this, this Spanish River team is so good at so many positions. Anybody can make a play, and that time it was De Silva. And when you, when you disguise when your blitzes are coming, they become destructive without having that pad of an offensive line. You just have a center there normally. A well-disguised blitz can be catastrophic for an offense. It is third and maybe 12. In the shotgun, deep on her own goal line. Morrison gets blitzed, fires across the middle. It's going to be caught, but six or seven yards short of the line to gain. Fourth down. Yeah, it was interesting, Christian. There's kind of one of those instances where there was a lot of contact, inadvertently the center Rose Metzger made the catch and kind of pinballed off a couple defenders. We thought the play was dead because she was surrounded on both sides, but... Neither one of the Spanish River defenders grabbed her flag, so she got a few more yards. Looks like it's going to be about fourth and end up being three here. Olympic Heights punted on their, punted on their last possession. We'll see what they decide to do down 7 nothing. Yeah, only three seniors on this Spanish River Sharks team, and it's not like you can play girls flag football as if it's t-ball and baseball. So that act of pulling a flag off, it's kind of unnatural when you're just starting the sport and a lot of young players on the Sharks team. So still getting used to that in game number one of the season for Spanish River. Late substitution for the Lions as Drummond comes off for Sienna Higgett, both running backs, just freshmen for this young Olympic Lions team. First quarter action, Spanish River Sharks on top 7-0. Olympic Heights with the football, with a big fourth down. It looks like they're going for it. And there was some movement, Christian, on the far side of the field. The two wide receivers for Olympic Heights, Anna Vecchio was one of them. A little, little, uh, little movement early and... Uh, they're going to back up Olympic Heights, and it, this is going to be turned into a trickier situation now. becomes a fourth and about eight instead of a fourth and three. So if you don't get it, Spanish River is going to have first and goal going in from the 12. Absolutely. That might change the play call for head coach Paul Weiland. And now Spanish River kind of indicating that they are going to be punting this away as the punt return team is back to recover, one of which is... Eden Zausner, who has the only touchdown in this game. She's on the right side of the return team. And now they're going to put three return players back from the punt. Snap's good. The punt is up. This one's going to bounce right around the same spot at midfield and returnable. Looks and like a flag came off before contact. And when, yeah, and, go ahead, Christian. And when that happens, it's a one-hand touch, essentially, anywhere between the shoulders and the hips. That's where you can tag, and that's where they're down. One-hand touch when someone's flag belt falls off. It's a little more complicated on the punt return, Christian, because in tackle football, you have one, maybe two guys, if you're doing a safe return back there, who are your designated returners. But you got five players around where the ball could land. It's, it's kind of like being in a, in a crowded outfield. You really got to have good communication of who's going to return that punt. Absolutely. With no offensive line, everyone's an athlete. Everyone's a skill player on the field, and you see that every single special teams play. Now in the shotgun, you've got Gianna Pasitti looking left, firing left into the flats. It's going to be caught and pitched immediately a little hook and ladder trickeration earlier on, and it's a gain of around five. Again, that line to gain is the 20. They're now in plus territory at, I would say, the 32. Yeah, the... Snap back to Pasiti, threw it to her twin sister, AJ, who immediately lateraled it to Ruiz. Good play design, but Olympic Heights in the right place defensively. Absolutely, and there was a flag, an infraction going to go against Spanish River, I believe, in illegal play design. We'll back them up 10 yards. And we're going to take a quick timeout. That is the end of the first quarter here on ESPN 106.3. At the end of the first ever girls flag football broadcast from ESPN West Palm, it's Spanish River 7, Olympic Heights 0. Second quarter coming at you next right here, ESPN 106.3.
You're listening to ESPN West Palm High School Game Day, presented by HSS Florida. Choose better, move better. Well, we're coming to your city. Entering second quarter action between Spanish River and Olympic Heights, a first down completion. Now stepping across the middle, it's a laser caught at the 10-yard line and brought down first and goal for the Spanish River Sharks. That shark offense is moving early. That's how they're on top, 7-0. Sister-sister right. hookup there, Christian. The throw made by Gianna Pacitti, the catch made by her twin sister, AJ. Gain of about 12, first and goal coming up. Yep, from the 10-yard line, empty set once again for Gianna Pacitti. Pacitti takes a snap, looks left, fires into the flats left side. It's going to be caught once again at the 5, stretching forward and brought down at the 4 they're going to stretch that football all the way to the one. Excuse me. It's very important. Once you catch, you know you have traffic around you to get that football out. Unlike tackle football, fumbles don't matter. So you can expose that football all you want. It doesn't matter. Get the football down the field. That's why Spanish River has second and goal because of that last stretch from Summer Bellingery. Drop back past the city. Fires into the end zone. It's going to be caught. It's a touchdown. Once again, Spanish River on the scoreboard. 13-0 with the try pending. Yeah, they just forgot about the center and the snapper, Caitlin Ruiz. Pacitti was under pressure, and, and Ruiz just ran a four-yard button hook. Nobody covered her. Easy hookup, and it's now a two-possession ball game. You really, uh, with the rules in place in this game, allow for very athletic plays by the quarterback. You don't have to worry about injury, where you can have pressure in your face and still get that football off and... Have a little bit of mustard on it as well. Here is the one-point try. Pacitti's got a receiver in motion, takes a snap, fires into the end zone on the slant round. It's going to be caught, converted. One-point try, and that time in the reception, it was Lauren Pihuan on the catch, and the conversion's good. 14-0 Spanish River on top with back-to-back -back scores on back-to-back -back possessions. Pacitti now seven consecutive completions, Christian. She is 9 for 10, 76 yards and two touchdowns, picking up where she left off last year when she had 71 touchdowns. So uh, she's been as good as advertised. This is just the start. It's game number one this season for Spanish River. We saw how nearly having, as you mentioned, almost 5,000 yards passing. And we're going to have one epic senior campaign if things are trending the way we believe they are. But here comes the Lions offense from Olympic Heights. In the shotgun, you've got Kylie Morrison, sophomore quarterback. Take the snap, fires into the flat. It's going to be incomplete. Cutting across from the right side corner across the middle where the center initially snapped the ball was her intended receiver, Lauren Albano, but the senior receiver was unable to make the catch. It is second and six. Yeah, good effort by Albano, but Morrison was rolling to her right under pressure as Spanish River continues to bring two blitzers and just threw it behind Albano, couldn't make the catch, second down. Second quarter action between Spanish River and Olympic Heights. Olympic Heights has the football trailing 14 to nothing on their home turf. Deep in the shotgun, you've got Kylie Morrison anticipating a blitz here, has a tailback in motion. They're going to fake the handoff, fire it incomplete. Going to her rear end was Kylie Morrison, and she couldn't get much on that football. Yeah, that play was blown up by the start, by the rush of Summer Berlin-Jerry. Again, Spanish River, whether they're Russian two, whether they're Russian one, Morrison's barely got time to get the snap and look up before she's under pressure. She's backpedaling or throwing off balance on almost every throw. And, you know, as talented as Morrison is, very few players can do that consistent, consistently. I think that's why going forward you'll see a lot of those options and ground game moves because she doesn't have enough time to pass the football. But this one is a pass. Rolling to her right on third down, stepping up. Got six yards for a first down and... Stays on her feet, gets the first down. Yeah, Morrison, great elusiveness there. And Spanish River hesitated a little bit because she stepped out of a tackle about four yards short of the line to gain. And that made the second level of the defense hesitate because they thought she was going to be, her flag would, would be pulled and she'd be ruled down. But good job by Morrison to just keep on chugging. And Olympic Heights gets a new first down. It is a new level of focus because it's not, Point blank obvious when you have a downed opponent five yards in front of you, you got to look for a flag on the ground, and it's probably better practice just to always grab for a flag. You're not going to get flagged for a late hit. 
for taking a flag when the player was already down. First down for the Lions in the shotgun. Rolling to her right is Morris. It's a pass play. Now rolling to her left. Fires deep, and it is nearly intercepted, but it's just broken up. Going up the ladder that time was Shania Penagua, but unable to get the turnover and set a pass breakup. Second and 20. Yeah, a lot of contact. Peniagua got her hands on it first. It was almost a Hail Mary throw by Morrison under pressure, and it was just a matter of which Spanish River player was going to get their hands on it. Fortunate for Olympic Heights that they get a new chance here, second down. And if you're just tuning in, this is the inaugural first-ever girls flag football broadcast from ESPN 106.3. Spanish River taking on Olympic Heights, and the Sharks of Spanish River lead 14 to nothing here in the second quarter. Unfortunately, we don't have a, a clock on the scoreboard to give it the exact time, but we're midway through the second quarter of action. Shotgun, you got Morrison from the Lions. Quick pass to the flats, right side incomplete, threw it directly behind her intended receiver and unable to corral it was Ava Vecchio. Yeah, interesting formation there. The tackle football equivalent would be if the center snapped the ball and the entire offensive line went out for a pass. So they had four receivers, two on each side of the center, all going out for a pass. So again, you can do a lot of different things here in flag football, a lot of different looks. But again, the more things you try to do, the more complicated things get. And that time led uh, did not lead to success. Exactly. We spoke with Olympic Heights Lions head coach Paul Weiland about his, that only unlocked 40% of that playbook. For things like that, you want to make sure you can do 40% of your plays perfectly before you expand uh, more than that. Here's a big third and 20. Faking the handoff, now rolling, but sacked in the backfield for a loss of about six or seven yards in the backfield, not letting the quarterback go anywhere. Once again, Summer Belingarevi brought down, and it is going to set up punt formation for the Lions. Yeah, the ball handling there, it was a play-action pass and may have been an, an RPO between Morrison and her tailback. Just did not look very clean. Morrison didn't couldn't decide if she wanted to keep it or let it go, and Berlin Jerry read it like a book. Olympic Heights is going to have fourth and about 25. They will punt it away. So, yes, as Cyrus mentioned, here comes the punt team. Five different return girls back. This one's a shorter punt. It's returnable. Ten yards in front of midfield, making one girl miss. Another girl miss still on her feet and brought down around the 30-yard line. In plus territory was Shania Peniagua. Yeah, Peniagua had a lot of options on either side of her. Again, there's a lot of lateraling that goes on in flag football because fumbles are blown dead. So if you lateral it, unlike what we've seen in NFL sometimes, remember that Raiders-Patriots game when uh, the, the Patriots lateraled it back 30 yards, it turned into a game-winning touchdown for the Raiders. In flag football, that never happens. The, the, ball, the play is blown dead when the ball hits the ground on a lateral. So you expect to see a lot of laterals again as Spanish River takes over first and about eight. Third possession we're seeing for Spanish River. It's a reverse. Now it's a pass. It's going to be incomplete just over the hand of our intended receiver, Eden Zausner, where initially it was that quarterback you've seen all night long, Gianna Pasiti, handing it off to Lauren Piwan. Piwan, we haven't seen her throw a pass yet. That time she did, but it was over the head of Zausner. Yeah, a nice trickeration and good idea from Spanish River there. But even if that catch is made, only a minimal yardage on the play. So, no, not really missed opportunity. Second down coming up at about eight yards before the line to gain. Pasiti in the shotgun. Empty set. Drops back to pass. Fires across the middle. It's going to be caught and lateraled, and it will be a first down. Brought down right at the 20. First and goal from the 20. Spanish River keeps that drive on moving. As I mentioned, they've had the football twice in this game. They've scored two touchdowns and had two one-point tries. They're trying to keep that momentum going with their third drive right now. Right across the 20 going in. So going to be a tough spot for Spanish River. Pasiti looking left. Steps up in the pocket. Fires left side. Going to be caught with a knee on the ground. And that does mean you are down. Similar to tackle football in college. Brought down about four yards down the field was Summer Belingeri. Berlin Guerreri. Looked like a, a, a late flag may have flown in as we... We were close to the two-minute warning again here in the second quarter. Don't have an official game clock on the scoreboard. Spanish River is going to have second and goal from about the 17. 
coming up. Basidi's got two receivers to the left, two receivers out wide to the right, and an up back directly behind the center. So Gianna Basidi looking left, firing right now to the end zone. It's going to be caught, contested, but it is caught for a touchdown. How about that? Threading the needle, Gianna Basidi finds pay dirt. Yeah, just a, a, a good throw, an even better catch, though. It was thrown slightly behind her touchdown target. Believe that's, Eden Zausner. Yeah, Eden Zausner, her second touchdown of the night, and a really nice catch by Zausner locating that, spinning around like an all-star outfielder, and it's a third touchdown catch for a thir third touchdown pass for Pacitti. Here's the one-point try. Pacitti fires the corner of the pylon. It's going to be incomplete. The one-point try is no good, but almost all good news for the Spanish River Sharks. We're near the two-minute warning here at ESPN West Palm's inaugural broadcast. First ever flag football game on these airwaves. It's Spanish River 20, Olympic Heights Lions 0, with the Lions getting the football back on their own 14. First and six, we'll see what the Lions can draw up here offensively from their head coach, Paul Weiland. Yeah, you mentioned it, Christian. 20 to nothing Spanish River here, and it has been all Sharks. Olympic Heights just one first down. Gianna Pacitti, three touchdown passes already. Spanish River went to the state Final Four last year, and uh, they don't plan on changing anything this year. They are a well-oiled machine. Absolutely. The first game of the season, and we're seeing the potential of this team this very early. But here's Kylie Morrison, quarterback for Olympic Heights. Hands the ball off. No, she keeps it, fires across the middle. It's going to be incomplete, trying to find her intended receiver, Rose Metzger. The center rolled out into the flats. The sophomore could not catch the football. Second and six. I think the, the biggest difference for me in this game, Christian, or certainly one of them, is just the time that Gianna Pacitti has to throw versus the time that Kylie Morrison has for Olympic Heights. Morrison, again, making uh, off-balance throws, backpedaling, ranging to her left, to her right, and, and that's why most of, you, most of her throws ha have missed the mark. And think about it, the kind of blocking you have in flag football, hands got to be behind the back. You never can really initiate contact. You got to place yourself between the person you're blocking for and the defender. Easier said than done. As now you have Morrison taking the pass, firing the left side in the backfield. It's going to be caught in the flats and brought down at the 20. It will be a first down into that next zone. Next line to gain is midfield at the 40. First down, and that's a step in the right direction for the Olympic Heights Lions. Good job by Morrison, the Olympic Heights quarterback, just taking what the defense gives you. Two rushers right up the gut, just dropped it off in the flats and let her receiver do the work. Whistle on the field. Again, no, no game clock, so just trying to estimate best we can. can Time, tell you the second quarter, yeah. that's what we can tell you. <laughs> we can tell you time is running out on the second quarter. But uh, how much time left? Our guess is, uh, is, is, is in the ballpark. <laughs> you know, I think uh, starting in the third quarter, we're going to have our own clock up here in the booth. Rolling to the right is Morrison on first and 20. Fires it incomplete. But again, pressure from the D line to Spanish River. Not allowing these plays to really get going. Let the receivers get throughout their routes and giving nice throwing windows for Kylie Morrison. She's doing the best she can back there, but when you have one second to throw the football, not many options are going to be there. We talk about tackle football and, and dominating the line of scrimmage. I guess there's, there's line of scrimmage here. There's no offensive line play, but it's still you know protecting the quarterback, and Spanish River has done a much better job of that tonight. Morrison in the shotgun, rolls to her right, fires right. This one's intercepted of the direction. There goes Spanish River. Touchdown, pick six. It's summer once again. Yeah, that was, that was inevitable, Christian. We've seen Spanish River get their hands on a couple of footballs, and you throw it behind your intended receivers enough against the, an opportunistic defense like Spanish River, they're going to make you pay. I think that was actually Caitlin Ruiz on the pick six. Just jumped the route. Her flag fell off, but like you said, it turns into one-hand touch, and she was off to the races. No one was going to catch her. Another touchdown for the Sharks. It's like one of those curl routes that you'll see where the receiver falls down and the defender's got a beat in the football. That is game over, six points the other way 100% of the time, especially when Caitlin Ruiz is in the area. 
A pick six. Here's the one-point try. Pasiti fires into the end zone. That one's caught in a tight window again. It's a Lauren Piwan for the one-point try. 27-0 Spanish River now on top. Yeah, Spanish River, you can tell just by watching this first half, Christian, they have such a good balance in their receiving core. They have the speedsters and the girls who can go get it down the field, you know, Camilla Louise, Caitlin Ruiz, Eden Zausner, and then they have their, their bigger targets, you know, the girls who are more possession receivers and, and a little bit taller, girls like A.J. Pasiti, girls like uh, Lauren Piwan, and, and, and you've seen that. You've seen girls make possession catches, and then you've seen girls go get it down the field. So, again, Spanish River showing off the, uh, the, the passing arsenal tonight. And I can't tell you how many times this – Metaphors going to be said about the Spanish River team because, of course, their mascots the Sharks, but you can sense they have blood in the water. That defense sees when they have an opportunity to pounce and really dominate the game from both sides of the football. Yeah, there, there's been blood from the opening snap of this football game, Christian. It's been all, all Spanish River tonight. Hand off left side. This is a good play for the Lions, and they get a three-yard gain on first down, second and three on this possession from the Olympic Heights Lions. And same as tackle football, you throw a pick six, your offense goes right back onto the field. Got to shake it off. Goldfish memory for any Ted Lasso fans out there. And right back to the grindstone. Here's second and three. 27 nothing. It's the Spanish River Sharks on top of the Olympic Heights Lions. Another handoff. Same exact play. This time you'll have on the handoff Higgot. And Higgot is going to be brought down. Yeah. Flags we dropped. Yeah, her flag came off before she was touched in the backfield because, and then it turned into, again, one-hand touch. So an easy play for the Spanish River defender. No gain on the play. Exactly. And, yes, you're not down when your flag belt falls off when it's not grabbed off, but it makes it a whole lot easier for a defense just to tap you and bring you down. Yeah, and, and, and one thing to consider too, Christian, is is this Olympic Heights team has just bitten been bitten by the injury bug yes. in, in the preseason. And you talk about Lindsay uh, Osinoff being uh, not uh, being out with an injury. She she got injured, I believe, yesterday. Alexis uh, Hagerman, her uh, a senior wide receiver, out with an injury. Uh, they've got a bunch of girls on on injured reserve, and and so they're playing a little bit shorthanded. And and, and against a team like Spanish River. You, you got to bring your A game. You got to have all the tools in in the toolkit, so to speak. And um, you know, right now, Olympic Heights just just isn't at full strength. And we saw last season between these two teams, it was really early, uh, really ugly week one with Spanish River uh, putting a beating on Olympic Heights, fifty-two nothing. But when you got further down the line, when Olympic Heights got healthy, when they got a little bit more chemistry with their team, it, it got a little bit less ugly. When they played in the playoffs. So it's tough to play one of the best flag teams in the state for your second game of the season. But that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And now we are in the two-minute warning between these two teams, the Spanish River and the Olympic Heights Lions. Yeah, again, again Spanish River uh, went to the Final Four last year, one of two teams in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast to go to the Final Four. And there's just two classifications in girls flag football and some other sports there's as many as seven uh, from 1a to 7a with 7a being the biggest but in girls flag football 1a and 2a and again of the of the 10 teams that made it to the playoffs there were three 1a schools and seven 2a schools spanish river in 2a went to the final four and jensen beach in 1a went to the final four spanish river kind of hard to believe though that last year's final four was their first ever in school history, of course, we did talk to their assistant coach and uh, Spanish River flag football legend, Lindsay, Lindy Johnson, who won a couple championships at Spanish River before this sport was sanctioned as an official FHSAA competition. Of course, you're right now listening to ESPN West Palm's production of the first ever broadcast. Girls flag football here on ESPN 106.3, a matchup between the Spanish River Sharks and the Olympic Heights Lions. As it stands, Spanish River has the commanding lead, 27 to nothing. Throwing there one defensive touchdown and a whole lot of Gianna Pasiti for that lead for the Spanish River Sharks. And we will take a break here on ESPN 106.3. It is halftime, unbeknownst to us since there is no <laughs> clock on the scoreboard. So we'll talk to you right next on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN West Palm High School Game Day, presented by HSS Florida. Choose better, move better. Well, we're coming to your city. 
Third quarter action here on ESPN 106.3 for some girls flag football. The inaugural broadcast of flag football on ESPN West Palm, Spanish River 27, Olympic Heights 0. I'm Christian Cat alongside Cyrus Wittig. Here's Spanish River's first play of the second half, and it's a pass thrown incomplete. Not too many of those in the first half, Cyrus, from senior quarterback from the Spanish River Sharks, Gianna Pasiti. What can you tell me about her first half? Yeah, Pasiti, second incompletion of the game right there. First half, she was 12 for 13, 105 yards, three touchdowns. That does not include a couple of completions she had on point after touchdowns, but she's been about as perfect as you can be. Second and six now for the Spanish River Sharks. Of course, they were on defense to start the game, so now they're starting the third quarter on offense. Aspicity takes a snap, looks right, fires right into the flat. It's going to be caught at the 20. First down, Sharks. That time the catch was made by junior wide receiver Lauren Piwan. Move the chains. It'll be first and 19. So a gain of... Seven there. Again, you start at the 14-yard line, and then we're the, the yards to gain are by zone. So it's the full length of the field is 40 yards, and you can get a first down at the 20, the 40, which is midfield, and the opposite 20. So you can have first and 20, or you can have first and one. It really varies. So you've got a center, a tailback, two receivers on both sides of Spanish River. Pacitti takes a snap. Fires it, caught and lateral, hook and ladder, and still on her feet, brought down four yards short of the line to gain. The pitch was caught by Caitlin Ruiz. It looked like she was down, but kind of did some tiptoeing on the sideline, pulling her lower body away from the defenders, kind of nifty maneuvering to get her flags away from the defense, and you can't guard your flags with your hands. So you really got to do it with your legs, your hips alone. You cannot drop your arm down to block the defense from grabbing a flag. And she did it creatively there, gained her an extra five yards as Pasiti fires to the 40, caught for a first down, still on her feet, and brought down another five, six, seven yards down the field. First down, that time it was Caitlin Ruiz on the catch, run, and conversion across midfield. First down and 16. Yeah, Christian. The tough thing is, who does the, who does the yardage go to in the lateral? You know, do you who 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 do you give the receiving yards to? If I catch it one yard down the field, and this is a big gainer here, cross the middle. No one's gonna catch her. It's a touchdown from Latiana da Silva. Obviously untouched, but I mean it. She was not within three yards of any Olympic Heights Lions defender, and on the money was the catch across the middle. Middle from quarterback of senior Gianna Pasiti. It's another touchdown. And here's another try on the way as it stands before the try. 33-0 Spanish River doing what Spanish River did all last season, but senior quarterback Gianna Pasiti doing it in her senior campaign. Yeah, incredible throw there by Pasiti. She's had a bunch of gems tonight. That one may have been her best. Just put on the money. De Silva running a deep slant route, caught it in stride, was gone. Pasiti for the one-point try, fires to the pylon, incomplete over the hand of her intended receiver, Camila Feliz, the freshman. Just not too tall quite yet, but as I said, she's a freshman, so maybe one, two, three years down the road, she might gain a couple inches and have a chance at that one, but not quite this time. But here comes the offense of the Olympic Heights Lions for the first time in this uh, second half. 33-0 the score after the no-good one-point try. Again, there are no field goals. There are no extra point kicks. It is all one, two, or three-point conversions, depending on what the coach and captains decide to do. Yeah, you can go for one at the three. You can go for two at the 10-yard line, and you can go for three at the 20-yard line. So you can hypothetically have a nine-point possession if you want to risk, again, going for three points from the 20-yard line. So here comes the Lions offense. Morrison trying to put together a drive. She's got trips receivers to the right, lone receiver to the left. Takes a snap, is going to pass. Right side is going to be caught in a screen, making one girl miss, and that's all she'll do. Brought down after a gain of three. She gets half of it. It's second and three. Looked like Isabella Drummond on the catch there, and again, Spanish River rushes two, and even if... Olympic, even if uh, the Olympic Heights quarterback, Kylie Morrison, has somebody open down the field, she can't find him because she's, she's in so much pressure. She's under so much pressure immediately that she can't set her feet and throw it more than 15 yards down the field. So 
Spanish River defense really putting the Lions in a bind. So second and three, line to gain is the 20 on their own half of the field for the Olympic Heights Lions. Very young offense here from Olympic Heights. A lot of sophomores and freshmen. The sophomore quarterback Morrison takes a snap, rolls to her right, has an option to pitch, and she fires across the middle. It's a heat-sick missile and caught at the 30-yard line. Breaking tackles across midfield and brought down in plus territory at the 37-yard line. That's the best play of the day from the Olympic Heights Lions offense. Morrison with a missile across the middle. First down. Yeah, it looked like Talia or Talia Halperin just got lost in the second section of that zone defense played by Spanish River. Kind of got in between the linebackers and then the girls playing safety back there. And again, a really nice catch by Halperin. Flipped her hips and, and got a really got some really nice yardage after the catch. That's got to be really encouraging to see from head coach of the Lions, Paul Weiland, to see a throw like that. A lot of mustard on it to get it where it had to be when it had to be there. Now you think, okay, you piece together a little bit of protection. And you got a lot of things going for this offense. So first and 18. Morrison fires across the middle, incomplete, just too low for her intended receiver. It's second down and 18. Yeah, Morrison looking for Mia O'Reilly there. And fortunate for Morrison because if that's two feet higher off the ground, it's probably intercepted. But... It, you kind of take some strategy some strategy into this now, Christian, because, yes, Halperin did get further down the field after making that catch, but she crossed midfield, didn't get much further. So instead of having a second and one, it turns into a first and 19. First and 19. So it's, it's kind of uh, – it, it can be almost too much of a good thing yeah. sort of in, in flag football. So as you mentioned, it is a – Second and 18, second and 19. Of course, no hash marks on the field, so we do the best we can here in third quarter action. 33 nothing. Sharks on top, lines the ball. Quick pass across the right sideline, incomplete into and out of the hands of freshman tailback Isabella Drummond, one she would love to have back. That would have been about a 8-9 yard gain, setting up a more manageable third down, but instead they're backed up once again, third and 18. Yeah, good throw by Morrison there. Her receiver just took her eyes off it, worried about getting up the field before securing the catch, and that would have made it about you know third and ten, a manageable third down. But like you said, Christian, third and nineteen here from just about midfield. Do you try to get half of it back here, or do you go for two twenty-yard plays on third and nineteen? Line to gain is think, the opposite I, twenty. I think you should try to get half because you've only gotten one big gain all game long. You can't expect too many more of them. Play action pass, firing right side. It's going to be caught four yards on the field, and it'll be about a five-yard gain, fourth and 15. Yeah, Metzger, the out route after snapping the football to Morrison. She ran a little play action fake with her tailback. But, again, the Spanish River pass rusher is really doing a good job of, uh, of keeping their eyes on the ball, not getting fooled by the ball handling by Olympic Heights. It's a running clock here, and that's not – just because of the score. It, that's always how it is in flag football until you get the two-minute warning in the second and fourth quarter. 12-minute uh, quarters, four quarters here in flag football, and we are in the third quarter out of that halftime break. Olympic Heights with the football down 33-0. And going forward on fourth and 15 are the Lions offense. Morrison, heavy pressure, rolling to her left. She's tucking it. It's going to try to go for it all, but she is going to be brought down 10 yards short. It's a turnover on downs, and here comes the Spanish River Sharks offense back onto the field, led by their head coach, Drew Imler. Looks like that's going to be also the end of the third quarter, Christian. And uh, before we step away for a break, I want to tell you about all the champions on the field, in the pool, on the court, on the baseball diamond, softball diamond, of course, again, over at Kaiser University in West Palm Beach. Kaiser has captured 15 national championships including the 2022 National Championships in men's golf, as well as men's and women's swimming and diving. KU has tallied 54 regular season and 48 conference tournament titles, as well as a Learfield Cup trophy. The Seahawks don't stop there. They breed champions in the classroom as well, with 40 all-academic honorees this past fall as, and 143 student-athletes with a perfect 4.0 GPA. Get the latest on Seahawk Athletics, by visiting KUSeahawks.com. And remember, ESPN 106.3 is the flagship home 
for Kaiser Seahawks football. And one more note on Kaiser. Their flag football team is, is pretty darn good as well, Christian. Last year, they went 13-4. and They went deep into the NAIA postseason tournament, winning three games. And this season, 11 of their 19 players come from either Palm Beach County or the Treasure Coast. So South Florida, the 5-6-1 and the 7-7-2, a direct pipeline to Kaiser flag football. Absolutely. We're talking all pregame about how the sport has grown so much, and Kaiser's success is a big reason why here in South Florida, Spanish River offense with the football, dump pass across the middle. It's going to be caught, but down on the hands and knees on the catch was freshman receiver Camila Fies. Yeah, really nice catch by Feliz, and that time Pasiti was the one under pressure. Most of the night it's been Morrison for Olympic Heights has been the quarterback under pressure, and Pasiti just short-armed it. Feliz made a really nice catch, but not going uh, up the field as she fell to her knees after securing the pickskin. And new quarterback in the game now for the Spanish River Sharks. You have junior, normally wide receiver, it's Lauren Piwan, going to be taking the snaps. Two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left, and an up back between the center and the quarterback. Piwan rolling to her right, fire across the middle. It's going to be incomplete through the hands of her intended receiver, sophomore Latiana da Silva. Third down. And so if Pasidia doesn't throw another pass tonight, Christian, she's, she'll end her line in her first game of the season, 17 for 1,964 yards and four touchdowns. Of course, unofficial stats, doing the best we can with, with no hash marks here and, uh, and just kind of estimating things. But if you were to punch that into a, a, into a passer rating calcular, calculator and, and equate that into what, a, what a, an NFL quarterback's passer rating would be, going 17 for 19 for 164 yards and four touchdowns, you would get 142.2. A perfect passer rating is 158.2, or 158.3, I believe. So pretty pretty close to perfect for Gianna Pasitti. Again, that's, uh, that's no surprise for the second-team All-State quarterback. First of many of these performances from Pasitti is now P1 tries to fill those very big and hard-to-fill shoes, but her pass is incomplete across the middle, uh, trying to find her intended receiver, A.J. Pasitti keeping it in the family with that receiver, uh, who is a senior, A.J., is fell down when that pass was coming to her at the line to gain at the 40. But here is a fourth down now for Spanish River. Fourth and about 12 to 13. What I like about Spanish River's offense is it's so balanced. Seven different receivers have caught a pass tonight. So it's not just option A, option B. It's C, D, E, F. You can't just key on one girl. So this Spanish River offense is showing off why they are so tough to stop. We talked pregame with assistant coach uh, Lindy, T- Lindy Johnson about how everything about the Spanish River team has kind of evolved from when it in- initially began way back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Spiffy uniforms, clean, white, and blue uh, under the lights here on a Tuesday. And, and the program has grown so much, and just the uniforms are one of the aspects of that as the uh, fourth down pass was thrown incomplete from P1. So taking over in-plus territory for the second time today is the Olympic Heights Lions yeah, in the, the fourth quarter. The Spanish River uniforms, I like them a lot. They, again, all white. They got the blue numbers on the front and back, and then across the chest it just says River, which is just a, you know, you, you, don't, even, you don't even need to know it's Spanish River. They're so well-known in, in flag football across Florida that it's just... When you, the, the river is here. They are here to play. They are here to win. You ever watch the show One Tree Hill? Uh, admittedly and embarrassingly, I will admit that I, I did. I watched it about maybe seven, eight years ago, and it's the same color scheme. The uniforms look exactly like the, the home team in that show. And now uh, it's going to be once again Morrison firing across the middle, but that one's incomplete. Morrison's getting it there. Her receivers are not doing her many favors that time. A lot of young players, sophomores, freshmen, getting their reps for the second time this season as it looks like the Lions will fall to 0-2. But Morrison doing the best he can right now. Christian, I, I am a little concerned that of all the blue and white teams in sports, your mind goes to the fictional high school in One Tree Hill. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's an interesting one for sure. I'm, I'm going to give you some grief about that. Okay, uh, their mascot's <laughs> the Ravens, which I never understood because the Ravens are purple in the NFL, but they're blue, white, and black in One Tree Hill. Well, you know, it doesn't. There's there's a lot of different. There's about 
20 tigers in the NCAA football. They're not all this. They're not all orange and black, Christian. Get this. I couldn't think of the uh, One Tree Hill School. The the high school's name's Tree Hill. So, <laughs> so as if it couldn't get more embarrassing on the airwaves of ESPN West Palm. That mistake was also made. A pass thrown incomplete. It's third down and about 14 this time for the Olympic Heights Lions offense as Morrison tried to get into that uh, fourth quarter of the field, if you would. Uh, the first quarter being the 0 to the 20 on your own side, and the 20 and the 40, then the 40 and the 20, and the 20 and the goal line, where we have not seen the Lions offense yet so far. It's a handoff on a misdirection brought down about eight yards to the line to gain to the 28, fourth and eight this time for the Lions offense. That time a carry by Drummond. And one more note as we try the best we can to educate our, our audience about the sport of flag football. If one team is leading by more by 19 points or more, a mercy rule is called at the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter. Spanish River up 33 to nothing right now. So Olympic Heights with a lot of work to do. If, if we want to play this game out, it's looking like it'll likely end at the two-minute warning. So about four minutes to go. And as Cyrus said, it is a 19-plus point differential when that mercy rule comes to effect. Two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. Morrison finds across the middle. It's going to be caught two yards short of the line to gain. Did she get across the line? They are going to give it to her. Bouncing off defenders, the flag never came off the receiver and stretching forward for a first down, Lions move the chains into the red zone for the first time this evening for the Olympic Heights. Yeah, Mia O'Reilly playing through contact there and, and, and great to see, obviously, this, this game out of reach for Olympic Heights, but still giving 100% great effort by O'Reilly and hopefully Olympic Heights can get some points on the scoreboard. So goal to go from the 20. First and goal. Shotgun, you've got Kylie Morrison once again. The sophomore quarterback has got two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. A little bit of movement, no flag thrown. And it's going to be a quarterback keeper on the rush across the 20. Flag dropped at the 20, at the 19, a one-yard gain. Second and goal. Yeah, great play out there on the far side of the field by Caitlin Ruiz. Talk about playing contain and think about that in tackle football. A lot of times the, the DNs, will try to keep the quarterback in the pocket, and Ruiz kind of did, did the same job there, didn't let Morrison bounce it all the way outside because if she gets past Ruiz, she's running down, the, running down the sideline, maybe into the end zone. How big is it to get in the end zone right now, just to have a good taste in your mouth going to the final whistle of this game? Olympic Heights really trying to get on the scoreboard, second and goal from the 20. They move him back right to the line, original line of scrimmage, and Morrison empty set. Two receivers on both sides, and you have a receiver even with the quarterback on the left side behind the line of scrimmage. A handoff, right side. Yeah, the belt falls off and tagged down at the line of scrimmage. Third and goal from the 20. Yeah, the fla flag flew off or flag came off O'Reilly. So again, she becomes uh, it becomes a one-hand touch situation, which makes her uh, much more vulnerable as a ball carrier. Lost a few yards there. But, Christian, just to echo something you said about how meaningful it would be for Olympic Heights to get into the end zone here, get some pay dirt, is just you look at the youth of this team. you got the quarterback is Kylie Morrison. you got the center is Rhodes Metzger. Then you got the running backs, Higgett, uh, Morrison a sophomore, Metzger a sophomore, Higgett and Drummond, the two running backs. They're a freshman. Uh, Halperin's a sophomore, Welch, Apple, uh, their sophomores, Rachel Rothstein, Anna Vecchio, Ava Vecchio. I mean, most of this team is freshmen and sophomores, and against a Spanish River team that will be contending for a state title, any points is going to be a big boon to their confidence. Especially with a program such as that that have really pioneered flag football, it doesn't matter who's wearing those Spanish uniforms, whether it's second, fourth, fifth, 20th string, you find the end zone against the Spanish River Sharks, you're doing something good, whether that becomes the first quarter, second quarter, or in what some consider garbage time. But now you have... A big third down and 20. Reversal. Handoff. Left side trying to make something happen that time is Vecchio. But brought down behind the line of scrimmage. And it's a fourth and long. Berlin Jerry with a diving play there. Loss of about eight on the play. And that is a dagger to the hopes 
of the scoring opportunity for Olympic Heights. Just did a fantastic play by Berlin Jerry. That flag's whipping in the wind to get your hand on that thing. And it's just, it's, they make it look so easy out there. And it would be very easy to not put your body on the line looking at the scoreboard, 33-0 Spanish River on top there on defense. Laying your body out, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Diving but on a turf field hurts a lot, but it might as well be scoreless right now with the effort you're seeing from the Spanish River Sharks defense and both sides, for a matter of fact. And, and that's why the Spanish River team is one of the best in the state. I mean, Drew Emler has been in this program going on his eighth year now, and he demands excellence, and, and he gets excellence, and that was an excellent play right there. So you can see the microcosm of the effort and uh, just the playmaking ability for Spanish River, even when this game is out of reach. Well, fourth and 30, goal to go, reverse. No, it's going to be a quarterback keeper firing towards the end zone, lays it up, fires, gets to the goal line, incomplete. And that will be a turnover on downs. Spanish River will take over, and it looks like they are going to blow this game dead, possibly. I saw the hands go up from the officials, and as we mentioned before, when the deficit is 19 or more points in the fourth quarter, when the two-minute warning strikes, that is the mercy rule. That is when the game does come to a close, and both teams are lining up at midfield, at the 40, and that is the ball game. 33-0, the Spanish River Sharks keep on chomping. They win their first game of this season, just the year following their first FHSAA semifinal appearance. Me and Cyrus Wittig, I'm Christian Cat. We'll wrap it up next right here, ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN West Palm High School Game Day, presented by HSS Florida. Choose better, move better. Well, we're coming to your city. Final score, Spanish River 33. Olympic Heights Lions zero in the inaugural girls flag football broadcast in the airwaves of ESPN 106.3. Cyrus, what'd you learn tonight? I learned that Spanish River is likely going to have another crack at winning a state championship. It was business as usual for the Spanish River Sharks. You know the the expectations remain high for, for Drew Emler, but you know no no, no pressure, no diamonds. And uh, this Spanish River Sharks is going to be chasing a, a state championship ring. Gianna Pacitti talked about her all night long. 17 for 19, 164 yards, four touchdowns. They pitched a shutout even though they lost probably the best defensive player in the state of Florida last year, Maya Quinn, who had 32 interceptions last season. Just ridiculous. So I think Coach Imler had a lot of questions answered tonight especially on the defensive side of the ball. He'll be pleased, but of course, uh, Spanish River looking forward to, to the rest of what should be an exciting and successful season. Not only is it the senior season for Gianna Pacitti, it's also the senior season for Eden Zausner and Caitlin Ruiz. Zausner and Ruiz both showed out as well. Of course, a pick six from Caitlin Ruiz on the defensive end, and Zausner had a couple of touchdowns to her credit as well. So this senior campaign for though that trio, of seniors is going to be something special, no doubt about it. Yeah, and don't forget Gianna's twin sister, Alice, you know, AJ Pacitti. You know, she's she's this kind of, of a possession target for Spanish River. And, and there were a few times tonight when they kind of looked like the Mahomes-Kelsey connection when they always talk about Kelsey in the, in the soft part of the zone, just settling down in there, breaking off his route, and, and having that ESP connection with Patrick Mahomes. Well, if anybody's got a better connection than Mahomes and Kelsey, it's two twin sisters. And so when Gianna gets into trouble, she looks for her twin sister, AJ. She did that tonight, but not too much trouble against Spanish River Rolls, 33 to nothing. Well, it's the first time for everything. This is the first of likely many in flag football in South Florida, Palm Beach County, and the Treasure Coast. This has been the inaugural flag football broadcast on ESPN 1063. For Cyrus Wittig, I'm Christian Catt. Thank you so much for tuning in, and good night from Boca Raton.